Good morning, Kamak still. What's good about it? demanded the coca skin beauty in the recovery pod. That fat bastard shot me. Kamakso floated in the neutrally buoyant fluid-filled tube, waiting for the recovery cycle to complete. Like other enhanced strategic multi-adaptive fighters, her flesh was broken by portions of metallic flesh. Unlike other Ismaths, however, her flesh was golden, skin of the gods. As one of the last Ismaths made, her interface to control the cybernetic enhancements was completely human-made. That meant the only messages she received were in response to questions she directly asked or were of life and death importance. The drawback was that the engineers of the Atlantic Science Foundation decided that it needed a personality. Why am I still submerged, you lanthian piece of shit? And how long was I out? No connection to host server found. Daytime, unknown. Look, just tell me what I want to know, damn it! she demanded. I'm sorry, Kamokstil. I cannot comply. Data does not exist. Parsley self-aware POS, she groaned, rolling her mahogany eyes. The ASF really fucked your program up. Get me the hell out of here. Recovery cycle incomplete. Ten seconds until oxygenated fluid drain. Prepare for respiratory swap. The liquid began to drain, and as it passed her face, she breathed out as hard as she could, just as she had been conditioned. As it passed her shoulders, she attempted to inhale, but the hacking started. In order to begin gaseous respiration, one had to first expel all the fluid. This was the end to an unnatural process. With all the liquid drained from the tube, seals hissed and the dome lifted and shifted to a left to let her put her feet on the dust-covered floor. And to think, I hated that creepy kid that handed me a towel as I got up, she moaned, holding her arms out to watch the goo drip from her fingers. The room was completely dark, save the stylus EDs of the recovery pod. Aside from the pod, there was nothing in the eerie room. She sneered at the lack of proper lighting as she strode to where she knew the door should be. It was sealed from the outside. Is this some kind of sick joke? She screamed at the top of her lungs, pounding on the door. Let me out, you fucks! There was no response as she started to leave some blood on the surface. What in Silpab is going on? She stopped her futile pounding. The facility appears to have been abandoned, as per Chilambalam. That plan book for the reestablishment after the final push from the giant Mimi? Correct. Fuck me. Light amplifications and thermal overlays, now! The system complied, and with the augments in place, she could see the entirety of the small room. Not that there was much to see. The place was empty. She stepped to the oversized locker in the back and tore it open, almost ripping the door off its hinges. The locker was empty, save a small black backpack labeled Class 4 Soldier Survival and Self-Defense Kit. She pulled out the vacuum-packed survival garment and ripped it open. She snarled at the thought of putting it over her goo-covered skin, but it was soon followed by boots, a handgun belt, and an otary breather mask. Clothed and less cold, she glared at the room, as if by sheer force of will she could bore a hole into the walls to get out. Acoustics resonance overlay, now! With every sound she made, its echo temporarily clarified her vision. She rounded the cell, tapping on the walls, looking for a weakness. What's this? She stopped at the locker. When did they put in a false bottom? Design suggests original installation. I didn't ask you, she spat, pulling out the plate. Cool, PX. She found no more secrets after she packed up the explosives. And after she was certain that she had found all the secrets of the room, she looked up. In the center of the ceiling was a grate one would think would be for ventilation. I hope those bastards actually made it big enough for me. There was only four tiny screws holding the diffuser in place. Turn all overlays off. She drew her pistol and shot out the screws, letting the vent fall. 
Before it clattered to the ground, she used all her cyborg strength to jump up and grab the edge so she could underhand the bag into the cavern. After wriggling in behind it, she followed the tight passage a long way. Finally, she found a pattern of raised dots to indicate that location of an escape route. The edge of the flat stone had small depressions to allow one to put their fingers in and raise it up. After she moved the stone, she carefully slipped through the hole and silently dropped to the ground. The passage stretched away in two directions, lazily curving around the edge of a huge circle. The outer circus hall, she sighed, also totally abandoned. Fucking great. Ages of dust and debris littered the passage. Many paw prints, some separated by centuries but overlapping nonetheless, covered the floor. At even intervals were doors sealed to prevent people from entering the recovery pod rooms of the Esmaths like her and her mistress. As she sashayed down the hall, she noticed some signs of recent human activity. 